of Ed and All Hope listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hey folks, Old Man Grognard here. Happy Tuesday. Hope you're all doing well. I want to talk about last night's game. I had a Monday game and something happened that uh, I wanted to talk about. But first, I've got a series of three voicemails from J.E. Shields talking about a couple of episodes that I did previously about age and about movie tricks and things like mostly flashbacks. And so uh, let's hear what he has to say. Take it away. Hey, Glenn, this is J.E. Shields with a grazing mace. Uh, I just wanted to uh, comment on, on two things you brought up. One was age, and uh, I, I certainly believe in the, the rule of cool, and then depending on what, um, what game you're playing, uh, what style, uh, will determine whether or not um, that should apply for age. Uh, I, for me, um, if I'm playing a character and, I, I'm, I'm, and I've played them a long time I'd, I would love for the mechanics of the game to to reflect my aging and whether or not I was able to hold on to some of those physical abilities uh, well into my my older years uh, but if yeah if you're gonna just start off and you want you want that aspect of your story sure you know go with it um, hold on and I'll comment on your movie tricks bye hey Glenn J.E. Shields again um you were mentioning flashbacks, and uh, there is one game uh, that actually does it pretty well, uh, and it's called Clink, and it's a, a Western uh, role-playing game that uses coins. And what's interesting is you actually discover your character as you play. Um, so you don't even necessarily uh, pick what kind of skills or what, uh, what you're good at at the beginning, uh, when you create your character, but as you play, and maybe you decide that uh, you a certain skill will be good here, uh, and so using some of the mechanics, then you kind of go into a flashback of how you learned that skill or when it became important. And I think you could port that into another game where you require kind of the use of other players at the table when you go back into a flashback and keep everybody included. I don't know. Some ideas? I appreciate your podcast. Bye. Glenn, one more. Um, what, something that was interesting about the about the flashbacks, though, were that if when you were when you were role playing, depending upon your success in that role playing in the flashback, would determine whether or not you got a mental or even physical scar. So if if during the role play of how you got that skill, that ability, uh, you weren't all that successful in role playing it out. It actually added more to your character of a, a of like either either emotional or a physical uh, wound or scar that would affect you as you and uh, when you went back into your normal time. So um, I thought that was really cool, some creative stuff. And uh, I know it's not going to work in every single game, but um, if you can use it, man, roll with it. All right, later. Thank you, J.A. Shields. That is great. And yes, age is always subject to the rule of cool as far as I'm concerned. You want to play the age, you go ahead. I'm not going to I'm not going to impose age-related penalties on you for the most part unless it's say an effect of a spell like a ray of enfeeblement or something like that. 
And then it'd probably be only temporary or something. But yeah, if you want to play the age, go ahead. If you don't want to play the age, use the rule of cool and do that. Clink. Now that sounds really interesting. I'm going to have to check that, that game out. And that's an interesting way to do flashbacks. I don't know if I agree about the scars and things like that, because, you know, it's that's not always the case with a flashback, but I'm sure there's something... It, it, that sounds, as far as a flashback goes, it sounds like it's part of an origin story type thing. I mean, not that they had... You, know, you see superhero origin stories, and they go on, and then like a few episodes later, so it's a TV show, they'll... they'll They'll repeatedly flash back to either before they got their powers or whatever, where they are now, or some other place in their past that results in something. So that I think that's a good thing for it. But I, it, but just listening to you talk about it fascinates me. So I'm going to check that out, Clink. Thank you, Jay Shields. I really appreciate that. Okay, so last night we had a game. I ran Astonishing Swordsmen and Sorcerers of Hyperborea. And I wanted to talk about an instance. Instance Now, I know when you're running a game, among other things you have to keep track of as a game master, is the fact that you've got to let the spotlight go around the table. Everybody gets their, everybody gets their thing. Everybody gets to shine every once in a while. Well, last night, the, the spotlight got stuck on my grandson. And... It was a great, great game. It just, it's, this is a point where, where like the spotlight stays on one person, but everybody around the table has a good time. It's, I'm not saying the plot was focused on him because they were going, they were, I'm running uh, beneath the comet and they're in the mound where the bad guy is. And the way my grandson plays his character, which is a paladin of Apollo, is, Interesting to say the least, because he's very gung ho guy, and he will just and and it seemed like the right the other players were encouraging that. I told him I says, look, if you keep acting like this, you're going to be the butt monkey of the whole thing. You know, they're going to like they they were they were kind of doing things. They weren't really making fun of him. They were making fun of his character, and. But everybody around the table was laughing. He was laughing. He was enjoying it. He was doing... You know how... Okay, first of all, he's 15. That may have something to do with it. Like I said, sometimes munchkins die hard. But him rushing into the room, pulling the levers, shooting the stuff, and they were like, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, yeah, they got into great battles, and he did have his moments where he was the hero. He did, because he could, like, one-shot a lot of, their seventh level right now, and the way he is, he can one-shot a lot of stuff. So I told them, bring your A-game, because the things are going to get messy. And things started to get messy. I was throwing stuff at them. It's a descending armor class. I was throwing stuff at them at, like, AC-0 or AC negative one, or something like that. And they also had to deal with a rival group of adventurers who were also seventh-level adventurers. And they dispatched them, but it took a little effort. So he, they're, they're getting into more dangerous stuff. And by, then the next time we play, which is in two weeks, it's going to be bloody. I think it's going to be bloody. That's, that's my forecast 
<laughs> forecast bloody. But I didn't really focus on on anybody else but him. I mean, the other people did. I'm saying the other people did things, but he was like the focus because he was just such. He was so outrageous about doing stuff. And I could have taught him a lesson many times over, and a few times I did. But he had this attitude where I could take anything you can throw at me. Okay, well, let's see what I can throw at you. Let's see. You took out a gibbering mouther. What else? You got this grease dumped on you. Got sucked into a mirror. And, and all these things. Especially because he kept running into stuff where he couldn't just fight it out. Like getting sucked, sucked into a mirror. And it, 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 he came up with the fact that he, I never thought about this because there was a hall of mirrors and they were like all mirrors of life trapping and each one held one person. And we had one other character get caught in there. Fine. He got out, you know, everybody broke the, you know, got, I, my, I, I ruled that once somebody gets sucked into a mirror, you can walk up to a mirror without getting sucked into it and let them out, break the mirror basically. So he did that and he got sucked into one. And they were going to leave him. They were going to leave him, but I mean, they were going to like, okay, you stay here while we take care of this. We'll be right back type of thing. And he asked me, Grandpa, can I can I break the mirror? Well, you're in the mirror. Says, yeah, but can I break the mirror? Well, it never occurred to me that somebody inside could break the mirror. So I gave pretty much an equal chance of breaking the mirror. And the mirrors were not easy to break. They had to, he had to do something like an extraordinary feat of strength to do it and, and or use a magic weapon so so he he broke himself out and I, I let him because I could not figure out any I could it made sense to me okay so he got out but the this the spotlight there here's the thing if the spotlight stays on somebody, that you better have a, a really good reason why. And if the rest of the table is being entertained and they were enjoying the hell, they said that was one of the best. Well, they thought it was a great, great scenario uh, session. So, you know, I'm not going to, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I'm going to let that stand. But these are the kind of sessions, these are the kind of things you want to do sparingly. You know, focus on if you want to focus on one character because they are the butt of the joke all the time or something like that, and then they go in because they did have their group fights. They had their good, you know, you know they they fought off two hundred skeletons. So with with uh, they fought off two hundred skeletons with judicious use of things like fireball <laughs> and other things like shockwave shockwave was it was it was shockwave fireball and turning that got them through so and and it took a bit of and it took quite a bit of effort it's like guys we're going to do this a different way we're going to do it like this we're going to take it in way they're going to take it in waves I'm going to figure out what percentage of the skeletons you turn fireball whatever and we're just going to go from there. And the skeletons are going to get their licks in too. So, let's go. And we did it that way. Because I wasn't going to give it to him. I wasn't going to let him walk. You know, 200 skeletons is not something you just walk away from. 
at least, well, not very slowly anyway. So I let them go ahead. But focusing on one person once in a while for the whole session can work. It just under the right circumstances. In these circumstances, not only did they didn't, not only did the rest of the players not mind it, they were reveling in it. He, we, they ran into a a pool of water that every time somebody did a a test of decks by reaching into the water, they pulled out some goody, like a a jewel. He, he actually, and and my grandson's paladin kept putting it, going in there and reaching into stuff. First off, you know, he pulled out jewelry, he pulls out gems, he pulls out a bar of gold, and I just every time he reached in, I said, roll a d six, roll a d six. And he kept rolling, and I kept rolling, he kept roll. I kept rolling like fours, fives. And he would do this, and the last time, I said, I said, I'm going to reach it again. I said, okay, fine. He reached it about six times, and everybody's going. And it's like the rest of them were sitting around. I could imagine them eating popcorn watching this. And he finally reached in, and I said, roll D6. I said, what would you roll? A one. And I just got this big grin on my face, and the entire table just collapsed in laughter. Because they were waiting for something to happen. And I said, this specter comes out of this well and attacks you. <laughs> specter. They dispatched it. And I says, okay, that kills the pool. Nothing else is in there. Move on. So <laughs> so that's the kind of thing. That's what was going on all night. So it was a lot of fun. But like I said, a situation like that can work out sometimes. Anyway. I hope you enjoyed that, and I'm going to go start my day. So, okay, uh, if you want to talk to me about that or anything else, you can. You can drop me an email at oldmangrognar at gmail.com, or you can give me a voicemail on Anchor. Thank you, Jonathan and Oliver, again for supporting my program, because we are we are monetized now for as little as 99 cents a month. You can support this program, and I would thank you. So, until I see you next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.